Let's get it, Bucks. All right, better than our game week scores, at least. Blue is the color. Welcome to the FPL Blues podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Bucks. One of us is on vacation, but both of us are scoring in the low 30s this game week. It was pretty painful, wasn't it? Bucks, I had a fantastic holiday period. Great Christmas presents under the tree, but the continuation of Green Arrows were not included. Santa forgot to put those in the sleigh and deliver them to me. So uh, a rough boxing day for, uh, for a lot of us in FPL. Ain't that the truth? Happy holidays to all of our listeners, to all the FPL players and all Premier League fans across the world. It was an absolute goal fest of a boxing day. Uh, The early fixtures in particular were just unbelievably entertaining. There were goals left and right. Goal rush on Peacock brought to you by NBC. Uh, We do not endorse that programming, but they couldn't even come close to keeping up with all the shots that were hitting the back of the net. And it made to be potentially a big game week if you were bold and got your free hit through the website in time. Uh, but for many managers, including Brian and myself, uh, there was a lot of disappointment and frustration starting a couple minutes before the transfer deadline all the way through the end of the game week. Uh, how'd you do, Brian? Any uh, any big takeaways before we dive into our game week's performance? You know, Bucks, I think we were both teetering on the chance to play our free hit and we played it a bit safe and are saving our free hits targeting future double game weeks but we've seen a lot of managers in the fpl community and in the fpl blue super league really make up a ton of ground and really smash the game week average which was 32 so you and i stayed pat but we also saw a lot of managers in the 70s even the 80s um so people who were on free hit might have picked up uh, 40 to 50 points on some of us so it's a a tale of uh, of a couple of different ways to play FPL. And I think we'll be really analyzing this towards the end of the season um, as we still have all five of our chips left between both of us. But uh, I think that was the big takeaway from some frustration with the FPL server, the official website uh, going into the game week when a lot of transfer moves and free hit teams were not confirmed. Uh, the site seemed to crash about 10 minutes going into the deadline really frustrating. Uh, There are 8 million players of the game, probably about four and a half million or so are active. And I know on Twitter, there was a big backlash about the game, not keeping up with the interest from the community. So that was frustrating. Uh, But, you know, we can't blame that on our poor scores. Uh, I just have (laughs) myself and some recent uh, obsession with taking hits to blame. I ended up on 32 points with a minus four hit, which nets me 28 total for the game week. That earns me, deservedly so, another red arrow down to 187K overall. Pretty frustrating last month and a half with how I've performed and how I was being disciplined. And now I've been kind of The planning has caught up to me with the COVID cancellations and rescheduling matches. So I ended up taking a hit to move off Mo Salah to bring in Ronaldo. He totally disappointed as my captain this game week. But on the bright side, I did have Youngman Sung, Antonio, and Ramsdale, who all got returns. Um, 
But, you know, there's never a dull moment. So we're on to the next one for FPL. Had a midweek fixture swing and a quick deadline turnaround. How'd you do, Brian? Yeah, Bucks, that's a really tough one. I know both of us were chatting before the game week and trying to figure out if we were going to bring in Son or Ronaldo and give them the captaincy. You decided to bring in both and gave the captain's armband to Ronaldo, costing you, unfortunately, today. Um, I mean, I was behind my couch watching the Newcastle um, Manchester United game, just praying for a blank. I was uh, even thinking, you know, saying to some friends, like, I wouldn't mind if uh, Ronaldo just fell down the stairs and, you know, hurt his ankle the uh, the day before. But, um, oh boy, I, you know, that that's some bad juju, but I was very happy to see him blank as I did not move for him. But looking at my team, I ended on um, 39 points total with a eight point hit. So this netted a 50K red arrow down to 121K overall. This was pretty anticipated given that I needed to take these hits to bring in players to you know, come close to fielding 11. Ended up fielding 10 men uh, this game week. So uh, ultimately, I moved Jota, Rafinha, and Huang to Sun, Martinelli, and Broja. And then I capped Sun. So that was the bright spot of my moment was that sunny flick uh, late in like the 75th minute in that Tottenham match. I thought he looked very, very um, promising. Uh, in that match and had a couple opportunities. So happy to see that. And that was a moment I jumped off my couch. I was watching with my brother-in-law and um, man, that, that was a moment. I was, I was really stoked to see that one for, come in for Sonny boy. Yeah. It was his last touch of the match. He scores the goal, a beautiful touch of the net. And then he subbed off right after the whistle is blown to restart the game. So uh, incredible contribution. And he really delivered for you, Brian, as he was your captain, and he actually made it so you're minus eight. You're taking two hits. Actually paid dividends, didn't it? Yeah, ended up plus seven in the that transaction. So very, very happy. And yeah, especially considering those other players, you know, we're not going to feature at all. So it's really like taking a minus two if they just blank. So uh, Broja also came in with, uh, you know, chipped in with four points. Um, and he's a player that continues to return at his price tag when he does start. Southampton so happy to see that and then uh, elsewhere across my squad I saw that um, you know Duffy was one of my disappointments I thought he was going to start for Brighton and instead he is not reported but has a knock and he misses the clean sheet opportunity with Brighton versus Brentford so that one was a little bit tough. And then also just to get two points combined or three points combined from Foden and Bernardo Silva in a 6-3 drubbing of Leicester. Um, that one, I think a lot of managers have that combination. And that that was tough. Um, elsewhere, while other people on free hit had the legs of Mares or KDB, they got in the points and we were left behind. So that was tough. But overall, 31 points um, took a huge red arrow, but I'm set up for uh, next upcoming weekend and saving that free hit for a double game week down the line. On the Manchester City player specifically, Bernardo Silva has now not been involved in the last 17 goals for Manchester City, which is a crazy stat. And he was looking so nailed and so attacking. And there was a rush of fantasy Premier League players that brought him in. And he has just all of a sudden gone ice cold. And Foden, he... Didn't go ice cold. He just went out on the town. Uh, guy loves to party and he loves to change his hairstyle, but it would be great for us FPL managers who back him if he would focus a little bit more on being on time to training and following the COVID protocol so that he could feature. 
Yeah, Bucks. I'm pretty sure that Pep, as a punishment, made him dye his hair back to the blonde so that he would stick out wherever he is in London and um, he would be able to find out if he's up to no good. So he's definitely on the naughty list. And after that 12 point haul where he was looking in fabulous form a couple game weeks ago, he has now had a zero and a one pointer. So very unfortunate because City are putting up so many goals against anybody they play and we're not getting any of their points. So I think that one's been a, a tough break for us and I'll be moving off of Bilva in the next couple of weeks. Cause again, he, he he's definitely nailed in part of the side and he's had a couple opportunities for chances like Sterling missed an easy chance that would have given him, given him an assist in the last match. But ultimately I don't think he's going to be scoring very many goals that I need some more out of that mid- midfield slot, but well, we'll talk about transfers um, down the line here. But overall, yeah, happy to put this one behind us. Boxing Day, it was just fun. There's so many goals, right? This is a goal fest, yet we had no points. So I think that was like from IRL and just enjoying the banter and seeing all the goals go in. That was super fun. But looking at my team, I'm like, how do I, how have I not cracked 40 points? Like that's, it's pretty, uh, pretty tough one to swallow there. We mentioned Foden is on the naughty list. One person who was for sure on the nice list and got a really nice Boxing Day gift from Santa was Chris Jackson, aka how do you like Dem Apples question mark. Uh, we <laughs> shouted him out as the top point scorer a few game weeks ago. He used his free hit to huge returns. He ended up on 91 points. Congratulations to Chris. He 91 points. Incredible. Bucks. Your your score and my score combined don't even come close to that. Uh it was uh I was gonna say I would just have gone crazy for 51 points this guy ends up on 91 points so uh huge golf clap to chris he ends up captaining kane who returns he had Saka, mares tyranny and this guy had Jorginho come off his bench i mean the luck it was just like points, oh my points, points. he had double digit hauls coming from left right and center truly incredible use of the free hit chip by chris jackson and he just absolutely smashed the game week average by 49 points. So, uh, yeah, 49 points. That's math right there. So well done to <laughs> Mr. Jackson. Uh, he was hot as ever on this free hit. I mean, even even got points. Uh, Ramsdale clean sheet, Cancelo assist, Reggion seven-pointer, Mopai. He starts Mopai. Incredible. And very, very impressive free hits. I think when we free hit later in the season box, we can only dream of getting those types of returns. Yeah, we might need to rename this maestro of the game week because this was a magical uh, effort and an inspired selection from Chris. All right, let's Hell take yeah. let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to recap the top performers and potential targets for FPL as we quickly look ahead to game week 20. And we're back to discuss the top performers and potential FPL targets heading into game week 20. We're going to highlight a lot of these players that are starting to pick up a lot of momentum, but also make sense for FPL in terms of the top score. So the top score of this game week was Lucas Mora with 17 points. He's 6.4 million and only 2.3% owned. This is a big time performance. He comes in with one goal and two assists and max bonus with the clean sheet versus Crystal Palace. And very impressive showing from him. He gets his first goal in a long time. And he's a player that I think is going to see a lot of minutes under Conte. And overall, Tottenham looked very spry. I was very impressed. Kane gets a goal in that match. Sun gets another one. And they totally dismantled 
uh, Crystal Palace, who did not have their manager. Vieira was out for COVID protocols, but even if Vieira was there, I don't think they would have been able to stop Tottenham uh, this day. What do you think, Bucks, on Lucas Mora and the, the Spurs? Yeah, Spurs look like a rejuvenated side. They have allowed the lowest XG, which is expected goals allowed since Conte has become their coach. So he's really righted the ship. They look more stout defensively. And this match was actually in question because Crystal Palace had some COVID and injury issues going on in their club, but it goes forward. And yeah, Tottenham were really up for it. And Impressive from Lucas Moore because he gets his goal via header. He's not a big dude, and he's really known for his speed. So I this has to be his first headed goal. Uh, I don't know that for certain, but uh, the eye test is telling me that's true. Elsewhere on Spurs, another few players to shout out are in defense with Emerson Royale coming in with his first assist of the season. He ends up on 11 points, and he's 4.9 million and only 0.6% owned so he comes good and on the other side Reggion at four at 5.3 million 13.9 percent owned he gets seven points and these are two players that are playing in that wingback system and look very impressive I think Reggion is worth the extra funds and he's a player that I'm really considering to move off of my Chelsea defenders as things are going to be quite bumpy for them coming up and moving to somebody like Reggion who's going to have some double game weeks and is just part of a impressive Tottenham side at the moment. Yeah, I rate that. Uh, another player we want to shout out is Raheem Sterling. Raz ends up with 14 points. He's pricey. He's 10.6 million in midfield, and he's owned by less than 3% of the game, 2.4% to be exact. And he's a player who's just right now, he's truly in form. He's getting starts and he has six returns in his last five matches. So I think that when he features for Pep, he is a serious FPL player. And considering that top players like Salah and Mane are going to be gone to AFCON, he might be a really interesting differential choice going into the next couple of game weeks. And, and then just, we did want to highlight a couple other players, specifically some Arsenal players, but we should note that before we touch on any Arsenal players, that it's already been confirmed looking ahead to game week 20 that Arsenal versus Wolves and Leeds versus Villa, both those matches have been postponed due to COVID. So there have been a lot of FPL early transfer moves Ugh. going to Arsenal midfield players. And I know that's going to cause a lot of headaches going into the midweek fixture uh, in game week 20. So just want to shout that out before we jump on to the next players. Yeah, definitely a tough situation with Arsenal as many of their assets are cheap and have started to deliver. This game week, I brought in Martinelli and he was the only mid-price midfielder from Arsenal not to score any points. Uh, Saka, Odegaard, even ESR comes off the bench for like five minutes and he gets another six-point return for owners. Uh, truly incredible uh, what Arteta is doing at this Arsenal squad. And it's going to be a, a big test for them to play City uh, who they previously were dominated by. So I think right now we're in a spot where we can hold these cheap assets from Arsenal and don't worry about them, put them on your bench and um, you know play them when they have more favorable, favorable fixtures. But um, the only asset that is probably worth moving off of immediately is Lacazette. 
since he's going to be kind of 8.5 million or so. And uh, there are some other better options that you might be able to move forward with instead. Um, and then just, sorry, I wanted to go back quickly, Bucks. I know we're just briefly shouting out Raz. I'm very impressed with his turnaround in form. Last year was a really tough season for him, only collected 10 goals and nine assists, which is, you know, nothing to, you know, um, which is still half decent. But in previous years, he's for three seasons in a row, he had 35, 35, and 26 FPL returns in three seasons. So last year was a big dip in form. But in five out of the last six matches for Pep, he's played the full 90 minutes, which is pretty rare for uh, some of the players on Pep's side. So he is back in Pep's you know trust circle and is a player that I will be definitely thinking about when we see Salah go to AFCON. So just wanted to give him some props. I you know, don't know what was going on or off the field last year for him, but he seems to really have um, you know come back into form for City, who are just smashing everybody. Yeah, he's absolutely shook off the Euros hangover that some of the other players who featured heavy minutes for club and then country uh, have not yet shown to be able to do. You know, one might say Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw look like they're still ailing uh, from having so many minutes and so much run on their legs in the last year. Uh, One other player that I do really want to shout out is a guy who is probably on a lot of teams already or in transfer thoughts. And that's Mikel Antonio. He was coming back from fighting COVID. He is vaccinated. So he was able to come back quicker and feature in this match. And West Ham have some juicy fixtures, including a potential double game week in 22. So he would be a player that if you've held out and he's been on your kind of short list to move off, I would definitely be changing plans and look to either roll that transfer. If you don't have fires burning elsewhere in your team or Just hold him. He's going to be a player that ticks on. And I think West Ham have been in a bad run of form, but he's still going to be getting chances. So I brought him in and I transferred off Ollie Watkins to keep Antonio. And I think that that's going to prove to be a good move in the next couple of game weeks. So he's a player that I rate, and I think he's going to get more returns as the fixtures pile up. I mean, Bucks, that was definitely a highlight of your game week personally, right? He doesn't start in the match versus Southampton. They go down early. He comes on at half and within like the first 10 minutes he's on the pitch, he scores a goal um, off of a set piece. And so that's that's great news for Antonio. And I think West Ham in general, they're sliding a bit while we're seeing the likes of Spurs and Arsenal move up the table. But given that they have so many defensive woes at the moment, Cresswell's out, um, Zuma is out as well. Gabbana is out. They're going to have to score goals to win games. And I could see the likes of him and Bowen uh, really feasting in these fixtures that are have easy uh, opponents. So definitely a good option to keep in mind. And another player I just want to shout out who caught my eye this past week was James Madison. Obviously they were down four nil and city fell asleep at the wheel a little bit, but all of a sudden him and Ian start tearing it up and they put in three goals to make it a four, three match. This was a thriller of a game roller coaster. And he's a player that now has, I think like four double digit hauls in his last six matches. And he seems to be really in form. And when he's scoring um, and really putting the ball on target from free kicks as well, he forced Ederson into a great save that kind of deflected off the crossbar 
and he scored an open play, had an assist. He's just a player that I'm really interested in. And uh, I frankly, I wish I would have had him instead of Bilva maybe four weeks ago. We'd be flying much higher uh, at this point. So just want to shout that out. And he's a player that he's pretty cheap still and uh, might be a really good def- good asset from Leicester to have. Great shout. He's definitely still a differential and he's absolutely in form. His confidence is at an all-time high. I mean, that kick... That shot that Ederson had to save off the crossbar was an audacious uh, go at net. So the fact that he's even taking those half chances is something you love to see as an FPL owner. All right. With that, we're going to keep this episode short and sweet. We're going to go into our final break. When we come back, we'll discuss our transfer plans and captaincy selection. Transfer plans. Bucks, what are we going to do heading into game week 20? I was hoping to possibly roll a transfer or make an aggressive move. I had 0.5 in the bank to move Bernardo Silva straight to Jota, but now I have the Ramsdale blank weighing on my mind. What are your plans? I know you're a fellow Ramsdale owner. What do we do? Do we do we move him to the likes of David De Gea at Manchester United? You know, they lost or they drew 1-1 versus Newcastle, but other than the ASM goal, you know, they, they gave away a few chances, but I, I just see them keeping a lot of clean sheets coming up. Is he the natural replacement for the likes of Ramsdale? Or do you just take a zero in this upcoming game week? And, you know, it's not like we haven't been playing with short men in the last couple uh, couple weeks anyway and fielding nine or ten men. So I want to get your thoughts here for Ramsdale owners like ourselves and uh, see what your thoughts are. So you're setting me up perfectly. I actually already made my transfer move going into the Monday fixtures. I moved off Ramsdale to David De Gea and watching that, that Manchester United Newcastle match did not inspire great confidence in that move because I think that Man United might have just put on one of the worst 90 minutes of passing across the entire team that I've seen in a really long time. The defenders couldn't pass it to each other. The midfielders couldn't pass it to the defenders. I mean, the the passes were like bouncy. They were poor control. It was horrible. And honestly, Newcastle were hard done to not come out of that match having gotten the win. They suffered some crucial injuries and David De Gea made some incredible saves, but I really think that Manchester United are a team in flux and this new coach, he has his work cut out for him for sure. So I already made the move. I want to have a playing goalkeeper that potentially has double game weeks coming up. Ramsdale's going to blank in 20, but he also Arsenal are still in the league cup. So he's also going to have at least another blank game week, either in 24 or 27 or both considering what the results are in those matches. So I moved off him. I really wanted to go Bernardo Silva to Jota. I moved off Salah. So just having Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to torture me as I look ahead Ooh. to that Liverpool-Leicester match. I fully Bucks, that expect- is that is that is dicey. You're, you're going yeah. in with no attackers versus a Leicester side who just basically gave up three goals in the cup midweek, then gave up six goals a couple days later, and now they're playing Liverpool. I mean, this this could be an easy four goals. And Mohamed Salah, who's you know had his rest now because of the cancellation, even without having him or Jota, you're going to be definitely behind the couch, covering your eyes like uh, like you would that of your daughters if she was 
I'm going to see something scary on TV. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid for you. Yeah, it's going to be, it could be really ugly. I expect it would be best case scenario of just one of Jota and Mo Salah score a goal. Um, but I expect that both of them will probably get a return and I'll probably be looking at hopefully just staying in the top 300 K uh, overall with the game week squad that I'm rolling into the midweek fixtures. Uh, you know, worth mentioning that the games are starting on Tuesday and we're recording this Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So the game week is going to start in less than 12, excuse me, in less than 24 hours. So there's going to be a lot of rotation and a lot of rest. So I just think that the goalkeeper transfer, it's a safe move. I know De Gea is going to play. Whereas if I were to move off Foden to Jota, you know, Jota might've earned a rest and all of a sudden he doesn't play Foden plays. There's too much unpredictability there. And I think looking ahead to game week 21 and 22, I'll, I'll probably be free hitting in game week 22. Uh, at least that's my plan as it stands yeah, right sure. now to make sure that I have the strongest possible squad going into those double game weeks. And then I'll think about my wild card as it gets a little bit further down the road, but that's my plan right now. So boring move Ramsdale out De Gea in for my one transfer. And I'm going to be captaining Cristiano Ronaldo one more time. The pain, <laughs> the pain is the game in FPL this season. So that's my move right now. Yeah. Bucks. Interesting thoughts there. I think we're still waiting to hear the announcement of the double game week in 22, but that's like 90% happening. And there are going to be lots of uh, announcements coming very soon on that. So that's when I'll be also using my free hit chip uh, for this game week, trying to figure out if I really bring in David De Gea or I bring in Sanchez, who's coming off a nine pointer. David, David De Gea. Put some respect David on, the, De Gea. on the. Yeah, I just, I just call him. Name. I just call him DDG, you know. Um, but I, I do think it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm just like, honestly, like I'm emotionally attached to Ramsdale. I brought him in on my first wild card at 4.5. He's now like 5.3 or something like that. And um, you know, I just, I've had some good times. He's hauled in a big way, and so it, it is a bit annoying. But they do have a blank this game week. Then they have Manchester city in 21, in addition to some potential blanks coming up from uh, their cup responsibilities. So it, it is a bit tough, but it's a very sensible move uh, to bring him in. With that being said, I'm still kind of just like, I want to enjoy, I, I think, especially with the, the turmoil that we've seen in our sides and trying to plan and all that. I think you should just try and get as much enjoyment from your team as you can. And, for me, that's probably going to be bringing in Jota for Bernardo Silva with exact money. And I might just take a zero in goal uh, this game week and deal with Ramsdale later. So I'm still up in the air on that. With that being said, like there's going to be tons of rotation. I, I'm already fielding 10 men with no bench this upcoming game week. So it's it's a tough draw for managers. But ultimately, again, enjoy the, the fixtures that are on TV. Try and enjoy them with your mates and FPL, you know, we were trying to plan as best we can, but uh, it's, it's a tough go at the moment. So just enjoy the football while we have it. This is actually going to be an interesting midweek because a number of budget and bench players are coming back to feature. Uh, we expect that Watford game is going to happen. So if you're a Denny <laughs> or a Josh King owner, uh, you might actually have a playing bench uh, to look at 
in game week 20, which could be exciting and also nerve wracking. Uh, I know Ben Johnson, who's my budget defender, he's back and fit and available for selection. So I'm hoping he features. Maybe that will even mean that I have two bench guys uh, that go in the midweek. That would be a true luxury and something that I have not seen uh, potential full playing side plus some, uh, I think in over a month. So uh, my team definitely needs the injection of bodies. And so uh, with that, I hope that means a green arrow is incoming, but I doubt it. Yeah, Bucks, I'm uh, just going to wrap this up. I'm going to be captaining Mohamed Salah in one of the final matches of having him in my squad before AFCON. Uh, It looks like, you know, the likes of Mane, Salah, Denis, they're all going to go to the African Cup of Nations. So I'm going to enjoy my um, decision to hold him for this past game week and the blank and then Hopefully he rides high and brings me a lot of points this upcoming game week. So it's honestly the first time where it feels like a a mini differential because so many people hopped off of him and went to Sun or Ronaldo like yourself. And so I hope I'm hoping to take advantage of this Leicester match, which should feature goals galore. Absolutely. With that, we're going to wrap our short midweek podcast. We're going to come back and do something a little different after game week 20, previewing game week 21 with one of our mini league managers, as Brian is going to be out of the country on holiday. We thank you, as always, for tuning in to the FPL Blues podcast. Follow us on social media at FPL Blues podcast and get in touch if you have any questions going into the potential double game weeks. We'd love to hear from you. We're on social media again at FPL blues podcast or you could reach us on gmail fpl blues podcast at gmail.com thanks again green arrows all around hey let's end the let's end the year bucks with some green arrows here only a couple days left of 2021 been a roller coaster of a year but 2022 we got the world cup we got the end of the premier league season big things popping can't wait we'll see you guys there happy holidays everyone on to 2022 Thank you.